Welcome to the Sharpway Show. Yes, it is Larry Sharp here on Monday, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. I know I've been out a bit. I know I've been busy doing crazy stuff around the state. That's what I've been doing. But I'm still here with you this evening doing my best to still give you what I hope is some very interesting conversation. And, of course, I, I hope to show you some things from a different light that some of you may not have thought about or may not be paying attention to or maybe a different way of communicating with those who you care about. Now, this is an AMA. So, of course, I'll take any questions, any comments. As always, you see me run through those. But I often start with something specific that's bugging me or that's kind of gotten my craw here or there. Before I do that, I'm going to ask you what I always ask you. Please like, comment, and share. Some of you don't realize how valuable this is. I am shadow banned constantly on all of these social media sites. So please, your liking, your commenting, and your sharing does matter, and it gets the algorithms going, and I can hopefully break through that shadow ban only if you do that. That's why I asked you to do it, not because, right, not because I'm bored. That's not why. It's because I want to get through that shadow ban so more people see it. So please do that. Something happened at Yale. And when I tell you what happened, you, you won't you probably won't be shocked that it happened, but you'll be shocked at who it happened to and who's talking about it. There was some censorship and somebody was called the racist. That happens at Yale. You wouldn't be shocked by that at all. What will you be shocked by? The people covering it are CNN. That should shock you. That's not usually a CNN thing. But of course, it's Michael Smirconish who, when it comes to CNN, is the most balanced guy on CNN you're going to find. If you're looking for balance on CNN, the closest thing you're going to find is going to be Michael Spurkanish. And he actually covered this. And the person who is now the racist, who's been called racist now, is Native American. Yeah, he's Cherokee. Native Americans. I guess they're not good enough now either. But yes, that's what happened. So I want to kind of cover this a bit and talk about what actually happened so that you understand kind of why I'm bothered by this. And I am bothered by this. And I hope, though, that there is a light at the end of this tunnel. But, man, when I saw this, I was bothered. You, you'll see. You, let me show you what I mean, and you can decide on your own whether you think I'm, I'm going nuts or not. It was just an invitation to a Constitution Day party, but it evoked such reactions from students and administrators at Yale Law School that the host says he felt his future as a lawyer might suddenly be in jeopardy. Look at that. How did it happen? Here's the story. The second year Yale Law student is Trent Colbert. He's Cherokee and a member of the financial conservative group that has had a strong hand in recommending Supreme Court justices. On September 15, he posted an invitation on the Native American Law Student Association listserv. So he posts this party, right? He posts this this the uh, invite for a party on the Native American listserv, right? So he's Native American. He goes to the Native American listserv, and he says, I'm having a party. He posts his invite. Doesn't seem crazy so far. Which read, we will be christening our very own soon-to-be world-renowned Nalsa Trap House. Here we go. By throwing a Constitution Day bash in collaboration with FedSoc. Planned attractions include Popeye's chicken, basic bitch, American-themed snacks, like apple pie, etc. Trap so, House is... I, I want to go back and see this. Look at what that says. They're going to be christening their own, soon-to-be world-renowned Nalsa, which is the Native American 
you know, listserv thing, right? It's what it is. A trap house. They're christening it. See? They're throwing a party. A Constitution Day bask, bash with the federal, the federal society, the Federalist Society, right? Including Popeye's chicken and a basic American stuff. I was going to basic beef stuff, right? Gotcha. Apple pie, etc. This is the problem. And you're saying right now, this is, this is the problem? Watch. This is the problem. So make sure you saw that so you don't think you missed something. This is the problem. And sock. Planned attractions include Popeye's chicken, basic bitch American-themed snacks like apple pie, etc. Mm-hmm. Trap house is, I now know, slang for a place to obtain drugs. Within minutes, the invite had been uploaded to a group chat where the yep. president of the Black Law Students Association opined, quote, I guess celebrating whiteness wasn't enough. Y'all had to upgrade to cosplay blackface. Now, to be clear, the black guy says this. I guess celebrating whiteness. So what this guy says in law school, this is law school, Yale law school. He says celebrating Constitution Day, Constitution, the highest law in the land, right? In America, the highest law in the land, the Constitution, celebrating Constitution Day is celebrating whiteness. Now, you could say that. Right. I get you that. Right. You could say that. I could see how someone could say, hey, the Constitution's whiteness because it was slavery. I could see an argument. I could. However, there's a big however here. One, you're in law school. You shouldn't think that if you actually believe that. Why are you becoming a lawyer? Why are you in law school if you actually think that that's whiteness? Right. So you probably shouldn't be doing that if you actually believe that. Right. Not just that. The Constitution, while it was terrible, there was still slavery. There was also lots of Indian slaughter. Also, this guy's Native American. So if now you're saying the Native American guy is is supporting whiteness, he's Cherokee. He put it on the Native American listserv. How is he celebrating whiteness? This makes no sense. And then it says, upgrade to cosplay slash blackface. Because you said Popeye's chicken? So if you mention Popeye's chicken, it's blackface. Or was it Trap House that made it blackface? Is that what made it that? My problem is, why didn't Nadine attack this guy? If I run Yale... I'm attacking this guy. This guy started the shit. He could have said nothing. He could have said, the Native Americans are having fun. Life is good. I'm going to go and do my own thing. But he had to open up his mouth and start trash for no reason. What do I mean by no reason? Nobody who is in any way, shape, or form, mentally healthy in any way, is hurt or insulted by that. These are people who want to be hurt or insulted, and they're acting accordingly. They're looking for reasons to be slighted, and therefore they're slighted. But if you are healthy, just mentally at all, black, if you're a healthy black person, mentally healthy at all, and someone goes, hey, come to my house. I'm having Popeye's chicken. You don't go, what are you doing, blackface? No, no, if you do that, you have a problem, and you should probably get some help. And I mean that seriously. You should probably get some help. 
If someone says Popeye's chicken and you go to blackface, if someone says, hey, do you know this day is Constitution Day? And you go, you're celebrating whiteness? If you get upset or like that, you probably should have a conversation with somebody is all I'm saying. That's not normal. You shouldn't be upset by this. He was upset. And the worst part is I get what he's trying to do. But Yale rewarded his behavior, meaning guy who runs – what was who's this guy again? He ran the black something or other. That guy. Colbert was soon summoned to a meeting with the school's of associate dean of student affairs and the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which he surreptitiously recorded on his cell phone. Smart move, always record. He was told his invite had already garnered nine discrimination and harassment complaints. And per the summary in the Washington Free Beacon, the director of diversity said that the word trap connotes crack use, hip hop, and blackface. Those Triggering associations were, quote, compounded by the fried chicken reference, which is often used to undermine arguments that structural and systemic racism has contributed to racial health disparities in the U.S. Absolute bullshit. All of that's garbage. I. What is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you to to actually post this? To post this and think, yeah, this makes total sense. This is terrible. You can't use the word trap. That's what that says. I'm not reading it. If you use the word trap, then that means crack use, hip hop, and black blackface. Those are triggering. If you're actually triggered by that, and I'm not saying that someone might not be triggered. Maybe you're triggered by that. If you are, really, you have a problem. The average healthy human being should not feel like they're being destroyed because someone uses the word trap. If they had said, crack house, bring your blackface, okay, that makes sense. That would be terrible. He said trap house. He's Native American. What's wrong with you? And by the way, no one said fried chicken. He said Popeye's chicken. You said fried chicken. He didn't say that. He didn't say hip-hop, crack use, or blackface. You did. He said trap house, and he said Popeye's chicken. You said all those things. Who's the racist? You might want to look in the mirror, because it's you. You might want to look in the mirror. It's you. It's not him. Trent is a Native American trying to have some fun in college. That's all he is. And you guys dare had him show up? And going to scope put your finger at him? Oh, my God, you're lucky he's not my son. You're lucky Trent's not my son. Oh, my God. You would have been very unhappy. Very unhappy. Some people have been fired at Yale because of me, because I would have not left until some people got fired. I'd have scolded all of you. I don't know your names. You won't put your names out there. But, man, I, I wouldn't be going Yale is bad. I'd be going, you, you are the racist. Did this guy, Aaron Sabarim, is he the one who wrote this? I hope not. If he's the one who wrote this, then he's the racist. If he wrote this. I don't know if he did. But that's the name there. Is it me? I hope if if you think it's me, guys, chat, please tell me if you think I'm going too far on this. It just drove me crazy to think that he didn't say any of this stuff. And people are behind him. And the guy who started the stuff doesn't get in trouble at all. 
He was also told that his peers were triggered by his very association with the Federalist Society, which they... Now, that's the part that I think is actually true. They decided that because he was part of the Federalist Society, this Native American wasn't left enough. So we got to punish him. They feel betrayed by him. That's the reality. They want to punish him because of the Federalist Society, not because of Trap House. They trumped up all these charges because he's not left enough for them. That's the real issue that I think is happening here. And everyone yells like, yeah, let's just get him. He's not one of us, so let's punish him. That's wonderful. Until you're not one of them. This all seems fine when you're not the guy getting the finger pointed at you. But one day it's going to come at you. I got to tell you, if you're part of this cabal in colleges, I would ask you something. How many people can you alienate because before there's no one left? Right? You're now alienating Native Americans. I think the Constitution screwed them over, too. They were still getting killed when it happened. So I don't think he's trying to celebrate whiteness. I mean, I don't know the guy. Maybe he is. But I don't think he was. Why would he be? Makes no sense. I feel, quote, belongs to political affiliations that are oppressive to certain minorities. You know what bothers me about this one? If you thought that, then why not just say that? Why trump up charges and destroy this guy's life and just say, dude, I don't like you part of the Federalist Society. Okay, freedom of speech. Tell him to his face. I think you suck because of that. You can say that. That doesn't destroy his life. That doesn't put him, that doesn't maybe make him lose his 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 degree or maybe not pass the bar. It's, you get to say what you feel. You don't like it. Awesome. Tell him that. You got free speech. You don't have to punish him. And at least I'd, I'd respect you more if he just said, I don't like that society. I think it's a racist society. I don't like you being part of it. That freedom of speech, say it all day long, and he can act accordingly. He can agree with you and stop, or he can say, too bad, I'm joining anyway. Including LGBTQIA, blacks, and immigrants. Colbert says that when he resisted their request to send out an email yep. apology that Wouldn't they had drafted, us. preferring to discuss the issue with... Hold on. That they had drafted... So the people at Yale came up with an apology note for him. Do you hear that? That's what your dollars, when you, when you go to Yale and you write that check for forty, fifty, or $70,000 a year, whatever it costs now, part of that money goes to some diversity, inclusivity, and equity person who writes apologies for people. Literally, I'm not making this up. Call people out because you said they were trapped. Let me write. Let me write an official apology for you, so you can get out there and apologize to people, and then which will validate your guilt, and they'll punish you even more. But Trent was savvy. Well done, Trent. Trent was like, "I'm not writing your apology. No way. I'm not letting that happen." Because here's the problem: no one was actually hurt by this. If someone's hurt, and you guys have seen me this on this show, if I say something that I think hurts somebody. I'll apologize right to that person. I don't want to hurt anybody. It's never my intent, right? Well, that's not true. Some people I don't like and I want to hurt them. But that person I want to apologize to anyway because I'm trying to hurt them, right? So if I was trying to hurt you because I'm mad at you or something, I would just say I'm coming at you because I'm mad at you. And I wouldn't hide it. I'd come right at you. But usually I'm not trying to hurt anybody. So if I do hurt somebody, you've seen me, I will apologize. But if someone's just angry and they pretend to be hurt, I don't care. Be very forward. 
That's not my issue. These people are just trying to be hurt. They're not actually hurt. They're just finding ways to do things. They're, be, they're being slatted on purpose. Anybody offended in person, the school sent one saying that his invitation had, quote, pejorative and racist this. language. We condemn this in the strongest possible term. I want to be clear. The school, Yale, sent this. We understand that an invitation was recently circulated containing pejorative and racist language. The language was, and you saw it, we watched it, Trap House and Popeye's Chicken. They said it is pejorative and racist. If that's true, there is no such thing as racist. You've made everything racist, therefore nothing is racist. If that's accurate, it's not accurate. It's more bullshit. What he wrote was not pejorative, nor was it racist. Neither of those two things. What they responded with was racist. They said that mentioning Popeye's chicken is fried chicken, and they he didn't say that. They did. They said trap house equals blackface. He didn't say that. They did. The leader of the stupid whatever, that idiot who runs the whatever, the black lawyers, whatever, that guy who goes celebrating whiteness and cosplaying blackface, that's racist and pejorative. The only person in this scenario who was not pejorative and racist was Trent. And they have the balls to do this? All I can tell you is faculty at Yale, you don't know who I am, I don't know who you are, but man, if he was my son, you would be regretting this. Holy shit, would you be regretting this? I hope, I have two daughters, and I hope there are people right now in college who know who I am and are going, Larry Sharp's daughter's coming here. We better not play this game with her because he is going to punish us like there's no tomorrow. Because I will. Because I will. Without question. This is not pejorative. It is not racist. And it's completely wrong. And we have to stand by and say no. And then his response. We condemn this in the strongest possible terms. That's third world problems. I mean, first world problems right there, isn't it? The biggest thing we're going to condemn is some guy saying Trap House and Popeye's Chicken. That's you're going to spend your time on money. What are you doing? There's nothing more important on your campus than this. This is the top of, this is the number one thing you got to work on. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be embarrassed. You actually put this out. Yale staff should be embarrassed. The president of Yale should be embarrassed. The president of Yale should come out and go, I am so sorry that my team did this. I condemn what they did in the strongest possible terms. It was a colossal waste of all of your time, money, and energy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring them all in and give them real training because clearly whatever we've given them has failed miserably. There is no reason it should have happened at all. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Colbert was called in for a second meeting the next day at which he was reminded he'd be taking the bar exam, which would include character and fitness investigations. So now they threatened him. Yale threatens him. And the funny part is he recorded this. Well done, Trent, because they would have lied. Am I saying Yale would have lied? Yes, Yale would have lied without question. They would have lied. Of course they would have lied. So they would have lied and said, we never said that. How do I know that? Because they made a statement, which was a lie. So they already did lie, even though, of course, but they didn't know he taped it. So he recorded it and they lied. So of course they would lie. But they did. They threatened him. Now they're threatening. Oh, you want to be a lawyer? You better do our apology. 
or we're not going to let you be a lawyer because fitness and character. And what kind of character are you if you use words like trap house and Popeye's chicken? I mean, clearly you're not, you can't be a lawyer. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Yale Law School issued this statement to CNN. This lie. This lie. Yale University and Yale Law School have strong speech, free free speech protections, and no student is investigated or sanctioned for protected speech. When the law school receives complaints about offensive communications, the dean of students routinely tries to help students talk to one another and resolve their disagreements within the community. At no time was any disciplinary investigation launched or disciplinary action taken. That's probably true. In this matter, while any person may report concerns about a lawyer's character and fitness to the bar, the law school has a longstanding policy of reporting only formal disciplinary action to the bar association. Any media reporting to the contrary is false. But how would a young student think? Would a young student know that? Would a young student believe that? What would a young student think when their leadership is punishing them like this? They're going to think, oh, my God. My career is over. They're going to think, oh, my God, my career is over. I better bend. I better say sorry. I better bend or I'll never be a lawyer. That's what most would have thought. Luckily, Trent didn't. Well done, Trent. Trent Colbert joins me now. Trent, first, react to that statement that Yale Law School gave to us at CNN. Yeah, to me, it felt like it didn't really even discuss what I was going through. Thank they you. They said that protected speech isn't something they they persecute, but the allegations weren't that him. I was making protected speech. They were saying that my speech was harassment. It was discrimination of some sort. Discrimination. So, and then to say, okay, we have- So I want to be clear about this. They said that his speech was harassment. It was on the Native American server. Someone else moved it. And when they moved it, it was just an invite to a specific party with no negative words. Other people assigned negative words to his words, and he took the, took the punishment for it. Blown away by how horrible this is. But here may be the good side. CNN's covering it. That's a good thing. CNN's actually covering this. Most of the time, what you'll see is either not covered at all or... It'll be covered only by Fox and Fox will just yell and call everybody racist and just yell and scream. Nothing else. That's all they'll do. They won't even have the guy on. They'll just yell and scream. Or MSNBC will find a reason to make Trent the evilest race traitor they can possibly make him in the world. So, yes. And it's sad that the left now is talking about race traitors. I don't know what world I'm living in some days. Anyway, let me grab some of your comments. I appreciate this. I hope, I know I kind of go nuts in these things sometimes, but this bothered me and I really wanted to kind of get it out there. And of course, I'll take any of your comments and questions, but I kind of wanted to warm us up. I hope that was a good uh, warm up. Yes. All right. Let's see here. Um, Avi says, Larry, did you see the Joe Rogan podcast with Sanjay Gupta? Yep. Joe ripped Gupta apart. Um, that's not true. Avi uh, didn't rip him apart. He was. I don't want to, Sanjay Gupta actually just had to tell the truth. That's what I'll say, right? He didn't really rip him apart. Joe wasn't like, you're dumb, you screwed up. If you see what Joe did that was savvy, is Joe didn't say that Sanjay lied. He said, your you know, bosses lied. And he pushed them on that. 
And I really think that that's what he did. So he didn't really rip Gupta apart. He actually ripped CNN apart. And I think that does matter because I don't think that Joe wants to beat up his guests. He wants to hold their feet to the fire, but he doesn't want to beat them up. He beat up CNN, if that makes any – you see that nuance I'm bringing in? He he just, he just pushed Sanjay but beat up CNN. Um, he says, it's sad that a talk show host seems to get better medical and health advice than a doctor. No, Avi, it's the way of things. If you've noticed, and then you're watching, I do a lot of podcasts. Um, I guest on many podcasts. I do, obviously, my own often because I really feel like this is the future. More and more people are walking away from mainstream media, and they know it. And the way they keep their audiences by being more and more left or more and more right, more and more, you know, crazy so that people will just watch. And because they are losing, I think this is the norm. And people are going to look for people like Joe Rogan and people like him, you know, who are doing this for more unbiased information that they believe is fair. They believe that people care about them. The difference is that I don't know Joe Rogan very well at all. I've only met him once. I don't know him very well. But my feeling from him that I got when I met him was that he actually cared about stuff. Now, it could be wrong. Maybe he's an amazing actor, perhaps. But that's the feeling I got. So I think most people who watch him think, even if he's wrong, he's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to give you what he thinks is right and best. But when you watch the news, I think most of us know they're just pushing a narrative. It doesn't matter if it hurts you or not. It doesn't matter if it's good for you. It doesn't matter if it's true. They're just pushing a narrative. Here's the narrative. I'm going to keep pushing it. It's irrelevant what the outcome is, irrelevant what the damage is. It doesn't matter. I don't believe that Joe Rogan and others are trying to simply push a narrative to hurt. Might they be wrong? Sure. They're just humans. So I'm sure Joe Rogan's wrong sometimes. I'm sure. But it doesn't mean he's trying to hurt you. And if he's wrong, I bet he would say, hey, I was wrong on this. You should have done that. You shouldn't have done this. Again, that's my assumption. I don't know him that well at all. So my assumption is that that was the feeling I got from him. But will the media all of a sudden go, you know what? We were totally wrong on that one. So no, no, double down, triple down. Absolutely. So anyway, thank you for that. I appreciate that uh, thing. Avi also says we need to have Native American. I'm sorry, the left. We need to have Native American data honor them as a victim group. Also the left. Cancel the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians. That thinks this inclusion like a racing history. I'm not sure if those go together. I would rather say we need to we need to have Native American data honor them as a victim group, also the left. But if they're if they don't follow us, then we'll make the victims ourselves, which is what actually happened, right? We'll make them victims if they don't follow us. So we'll just victimize them again. And sadly for Trent, now we've victimized twice. So yes, hundred percent. All right. Um, Terrence says whiteness matters. I know he's teasing. I know. I know. I know he teasing. He always teasing me on this, but I know. Yes. So all right. Um, Kirsten says, Chick-fil-A is coming to Missoula. Is there anything I need to know about whether slash how I can need to talk about it? Yeah. If you say Chick-fil-A, that means I'm sure something bad. I don't know. You hate gay people? I'm sure that's what that means, right? So if you say, we're bringing Chick-fil-A, it means you hate gay people, I guess. So, yes, I guess. But the funny thing is you'll just say, we're doing catering, including Chick-fil-A. And I'm sure somebody will be angry and go, what? Clearly, Kirsten, you hate gay people because you eat Chick-fil-A or something. I don't I don't know. I personally eat Chick-fil-A because I'm I'm on keto, so I don't want the breading and the bread. So but I wouldn't care. Some people I know they eat I know gay people eat Chick-fil-A. I'm not making this up. I know gay people who eat Chick-fil-A. 
Just saying. Now, if you don't want to, to be forward. And this is important, I think, Kirsten. This is, this is another nuance I want to bring up. If you personally have an issue with Chick-fil-A and you feel that their leadership is immoral or unethical and you believe that and you don't want to eat Chick-fil-A because of it, I respect that. That's exactly what you can do. It's what you should do. That's the market. Go on Go on ahead and do that. I'm not going to be mad at you or anything. Not at all. What I'd be upset about is if you start trying to cancel people and destroy people who happen to work there because it's a job they can get to pay the bills. That I have a problem with, right? Going there and yelling at the people who work there and stuff. That's crazy. They're paying the bills. Let them pay the bills. You don't like Chick-fil-A? Don't go. But if you want to organize a boycott, all good. That's the market. Do what you got to do. I'm totally, I'm fine with that. But that's not what we do. We punish people who mention it and then cancel the individuals versus just going, I don't like Chick-fil-A for whatever reason, and I'm not going to go there. So there, that nuance, in my view, really does matter. Torrance says, black people, chicken and trap houses equal blackness. Also black people, stop stereotyping me. Torrance, well done, because that was the brother who said it. Like, he said it. He shouldn't have said it. He was the racist one, right? Yes, you're completely correct. You're completely correct. Yes. All right. Craig says, it's the three-fifth compromise in the Constitution that makes people call it racist. And the Declaration uh, references Indian savages in the grievances against King George. I'm agreeing with you, Craig. I'm, I'm with you. What I'm saying is you got the black guy who's in law school calling the Native American who's also in law school celebrating whiteness for celebrating Constitution Day. If it's some some random black guy and some random Native American talking, going, Declaration of Independence, they're racist because of this. Eh, it's an argument. Have that conversation. I don't have a problem with that. I think your, your points are valid. Sure. Right? When the Constitution was, was ratified, we were still killing Native Americans and we were still enslaving black people. Yeah, I could buy that. You're in law school. The other guy's Native American. You calling that whiteness? That part I don't buy. But I get the argument, and I get the conversation. 100%. Yes. Torrance says, I'm glad Joe Biden told me I'm not black. That's right. If you, That's right. If you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. I didn't vote for Biden. I'm not black anymore. And I was wondering, do I, I you know, I brought this up before. Do I get to pick? I didn't get anything in the mail that, like, said I wasn't black anymore, that taking my black card. I didn't get that. So I don't know. Do I get to pick? Do they assign it to me or something? Torrance, did you get it in the mail? Did they tell you what you are now? I thought we'd pick, and I always said, if I get to pick, I'm picking Filipino. I love Filipino people. I've been to Philippines many times. I love it. So if I get to pick what I am now, because I'm no longer black, I'm going to go with Filipino. That's what I want to be. So that's that's mine, if I get to choose. If I don't, I get assigned, I guess. It'll be a Turk or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a Turkish. Whatever you're going to pick. Egyptian? I'll be something. I don't know. Um, but I can't be black anymore. So, Torrance, if you got your, uh, your you're not black anymore assignment in the mail, let me know. I didn't get mine. So... There we go. Anyway, um, Tom says, does triggered mean soft? <laughs> Rebecca says, in my in my opinion, if this was written by a guy, the basic bitch description wasn't needed. Ooh. You know what's funny, Rebecca? You didn't even, you didn't even they didn't even bring that piece up. You're right. Is 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 the basic bitch piece even is that even worse? Or does it even matter? That was totally overlooked, wasn't it? 
You're right. I didn't think about that. Shame on me. Shame. Thank you for bringing that up. Shame on me for not seeing that. You're right. You're right. That's more of an in-joke talk between girls in the Starbucks pumpkin spice season. That's actually funny. Yes. So that's the, that's the question, right? Is that even an issue? I could see someone. I guess they overlooked it. Well, no. You know what it probably was? Whoever's the women's lawyers group thing wasn't offended. She was like, oh, that's funny, and looked away. That's probably what happened, right? He was like, uh, she was like, whatever. I don't care. Go to your party. She probably just walked away. She realized, she realized that someone saying basic bitch in an, an, uh, an email invite wasn't at the top of her list of problems she was dealing with with females and women on campus and in the world. That was very low on her priorities, which I would assume it would be very low on your priorities, right? Not this guy, though. That brother was like, nope, number one. And then Yale was like, condemn it in the strongest possible way. This was top, important for them. What are you working on that that's important? You took time and energy, and you drafted an apology for him. You had time to draft an apology. If I'm your boss, you're fired. You're fired. Why are you firing, boss? Because you had time to write an apology for this shit. What's wrong with you? Do we have nothing else to do besides this? Pack your desk. Get out. What's wrong with you? But I guess so. There we go. Ivy League victimhood. It's special. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very nice. Absolutely. Jeff says, who doesn't eat fried chicken? Jeff, thank you. Yes. Who doesn't? I've gone to many chicken joints, and I don't see only black people there. That's just not true. I see all types of people there. Lots of people like fried chicken. Like lots of people. I would go to Japan. Japanese love fried chicken. Some of you might not know this. Japanese eat fried chicken for Christmas. It's a thing, right? They they get a big bucket of chicken for Christmas. That's like their thing in there, right? So they get it. Yeah. So are Japanese people all in blackface now because they eat chicken, fried chicken during Christmas time? Yes. So he goes on. Literally every culture has a version of fried chicken, probably because it's delicious. It is. Yes. You're totally right, Jeff. Absolutely. Dave says, so is it Popeye's fried chicken versus Kentucky fried chicken versus Bojangles they have a problem with? Is he using the wrong fried chicken? Well, you know, it's funny you brought us up, Dave. Popeye's isn't fr- Popeye's fried chicken. It's Popeye's chicken. KFC is Kentucky fried chicken. And he said, Popeye's chicken. They said fried chicken. He didn't. They said it. He didn't. Yes. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. If I keep going down here. Ryan said, students good enough for Yale are supposedly good enough to say F you. Ooh, nice point, right? If if you are good enough, yeah. That's a good point, right? If you can make it into Yale, one would assume, unless you're a legacy, you still have legacies. Unless you're a legacy, you'd think you'd be like whatevs. But no, I think you, you, you're you worried about, and Trent at least was bolder than most, right? Mo, I think a lot of kids would have just, I shouldn't call them kids, I'm sorry. A lot of young adults, that's better. A lot of young adults um, would have bent. They would be like, okay, uh, yeah, just please let me graduate, you know, please. And they would have shut up and never said anything again. And I think that's the other part that bothers me, right? I'm glad you brought this up. This goes to another piece, which I think is a bigger piece. Don't we want our best and brightest 
which supposedly come from our Ivy League schools, Yale to be included, wouldn't we want them to be bold? Wouldn't we want them to take risks and do new and cool things? How can they when they're being taught to be suppressed? To not move, to do as we say, to follow orders. And then we're going to wonder when the bad things happen and the people who are ordered to do the bad things do the bad things and they go, I was just doing what I was told. I'm just following orders. That didn't work about 70 years ago. That wasn't an excuse. People died. They were hung by the neck. They were executed. They were hanged by the neck. When they said, I was just following orders. Are we now raising our best and brightest to just follow orders? That's the worst thing. Yes. Obviously, this whole this whole thing with blackface is so stupid. I'm a Jew. It doesn't bother me if someone dresses up as a Hasidic Jew for Halloween or as a joke. Grow up, every group has their kinks. Laugh it off and be human. Stop making society a bunch of fragile marshmallows and honoring it like a scared cow. You know, let me touch the, the thing that I remember this thing that bothered me. There was a guy, and this is from Star Trek, so I'm doing some Star Trek stuff. So white guy who really liked Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And for those of you who don't know, Star Trek Deep Space Nine was one of the series of Star Trek. I believe it was right after The Next Generation came this series later, Deep Space Nine. And the captain of the um of the of the space station was a black, was a black actor. And the character's name was Benjamin Sisko. That was the captain of the Deep Space Nine um, base. And a white guy loved that. He was a big Star Trek geek, loved that captain. And he put on a bald cap because the captain was bald in that. He was a black guy with bald with a, with a goatee. So he, he, he puts on a, 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 um, a bald cap and draws on a fake goatee because he likes the guy. And then paints every part of him brown, right? He's a white guy, so he paints everything brown. And I remember how much I loved that. This is probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I loved it. You say, Larry, why would you love it? Because how I saw that was, it wasn't a bad thing to be black. That's how I saw it, right? It wasn't a bad thing to be black. And the example I'll give you, and some of you who aren't old enough won't get this. Whenever there was a, black character in a group of people in the cool people, right? Like um, if you ever saw the, uh, if you've ever seen um, uh, movie Top Gun as an example, right? And there's a bunch of pilots and one pilot is black. And of course his name is Sundown because he's black and that's what you did in the eighties. So every time you have a group of friends, the black guy always had to be Sundown. I'm not joking. If you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. Like the black guy had to be the black character, right? He couldn't be the white character. He had to be the black character because he's black. That had to happen. And white guys would never be the black character, ever. You wouldn't do that. That's for the black kids. They become the black characters, right? That's how that was when you were playing as kids and teenagers and such. All of a sudden, now I got a white guy who's like, no, no, I want to be the black guy. I like the black guy. He's cool. I want to be the cool black guy. Can I be the cool black guy? They want to be the cool black guy. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. You can't do it anymore. Blackface. It's no longer okay to want to be black. If you're white, you can't do it. I wanted white people to want to be black people. I thought it was awesome. Those days are gone. So, yeah, I think it would be great if we all wanted to be Will Smith or Muhammad Ali or Sundown or whomever. That would be awesome. 
But no, we can't be. We can't. So I think that's my issue. Blackface is different. Blackface is literally, you just do the face, you make the big white lips, that's blackface, that's racist, that's minstrels, that's terrible. But wanting to be the black person is not necessarily a bad thing. And right now, that doesn't exist anymore. We have mixed everything. Everything that comes close to blackface is blackface. That's how it works. And it's it's not helpful. Anyway, Craig says, John McWhorter talks about victimology, leading folks to first view things through a racist lens. Regular trap house patrons, D.C. Mayor, oh, yeah, D.C. Mayor Marion Barry, fired a city councilman because he used a word that sounded like the N-word. There we go. Yes. Um, Shelly says, do they even know what the word condemn means? No, Shelly, they don't. And it's Yale. They don't. And don't care. Right? Don't know and, on top of it, don't care. Both of those things. Don't know and don't care. Yes. Bernard says, so only us black people can use words like chicken house and chicken in a sentence. Yes, right? So if anyone else says trap house, you're racist. Don't you dare say Popeye's chicken. Yeah. This is dumb is supposed to be one of the top tier schools in the nation. That's my point, Bernard. Thank you. That's my point. If this is, I don't know, I don't know, some some guy or gal in some company who's scared and says dumb stuff, it's bad, but the world's not going to end. It's somebody making a mistake. This is Yale. Supposedly our best and brightest come out of this, right? I mean, maybe not, but it's supposed to be. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. <laughs> My sister's Native American, head of the role. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes, by the way, have you guys, as I say all the time, I've asked you before, please like, comment, share. If you like what I'm doing, please do it. It does matter. It gets me past what I always get stuck, which is which is shadow banning. Click that like button if you haven't, the love button. Click the hate button. Okay, click a button. Click something. Comment to the best of your abilities. Put something. Share it with your friends wherever you can. Please do so. It does matter. And if you want to keep this show going, support my sponsors. Click that link right there. Censorship and free speech survey. Click that link right there. It's about censorship, aren't we? It's about free speech, aren't we? Yeah, take that survey. It'll see what you think about these issues. It'll help you walk down that road and talk about these issues. And if you share it with others, they can see it and they can have conversations too. This is how we get people to have real conversations without yelling and screaming at each other or calling each other names. We can talk about real issues. That's why you see me constantly push these surveys. I know I'm doing it all the time. I know. Help me. Take it. If you're taking it already, click that link and share that link. Just share the link. Say, hey, what do you think about censorship and free speech? Take this survey, my friends, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Click this link and take it and see what you think and get it out there. Post this link in other people's, you know, comment section. Hey, do you care about this? Take this survey. Boom, do that. Get this link, this specific link out there to the best of your ability. It helps me, my sponsors, pay my team so we can keep going. It does matter. If you go, Larry, I want to help you directly. You can. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. 10 bucks a month goes a whole, goes way far. Please do that if you can. Keep this show going. I appreciate all the help I can get. But no matter what, click that link. It does matter. So I'm going to keep going if I could. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, let's see here. Dixie says, I've always heard basic bitch describe white 20-something women who follow whatever is the latest trend in everything. 
a girl that lacks originality. If that's true, was that an attack on white people? Right? I actually don't know what it means to be fought with you. I'm, I'm not up on that. But if, Dixie, if you're correct, then isn't that attack? Shouldn't the, I guess, is there a woman's group who should have got mad? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Torrance says, oh, I would love a conversation of race traders. <sighs> you really want to go down that road, Torrance? Not me. <laughs> no. Yes. Shelly said, that's an effing lie repeated to Gupta. Yes. And my point is, he meant that it was a lie that CNN was saying, right? Not that Gupta was saying that. Right. CNN. He was trying to push CNN, if, if that makes sense. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Lane says, mainstream media equals propaganda. I prefer to go to the source for truth. Spreading the sharp way. Thank you, Lane. I appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. I do appreciate that. Yes. All righty. Jeff says, I guess I'm going to have to sue ESPN. They just had a Popeye's chicken commercial on. And we just found out that's racist. Yes. You didn't know that ESPN was racist? Clearly. Well, the question though becomes, Jeff, did the person who was saying the words Popeye's chicken, were they white or were they black? I'm sorry. Now, only can they be black. This guy's Native American. They can't be Native Americans. So was the person saying Popeye's chicken black? If the person saying it was black, it's fine. That's not racist. That's how this game is played, right? So if the person who says Popeye's chicken is black, all good. If the person's not black, and you might go, well, they're Hispanic. Not good enough. Native American. Not good enough. Asian. Not good enough. Gotta be black. So that's whether you can sue or not, Jeff. You gotta know. And if they were like, it was a voiceover, you gotta figure who the voiceover actor is. The voiceover actor is black. It's fine. If not, guess we're suing. Yes. Kelly says, since I was a little girl, I've called out racism where I've seen it, often to family members. The problem with the latest trend is that it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Oh, Kelly, you are so right. Oh, my God, you are so right. You have nailed it. You've so nailed it. Now what happens? We can't, we can't even handle real racism. Can't even handle it. I say this to people sometimes, and they're shocked. My father, in his 60s, was dating a, a, a white woman, and he was hit over the head with one of those old-style can openers. So if you remember the old-style can openers? You used to have, you used to have had a, 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 almost like a triangle on it, and you would do like this and pop the can open, right? And you would pour out, you put the hole in it, right? He was hitting the head with that, cracked his skull open, stitches, the whole deal. Because he, he was with a white woman. That's racism. That's racism. That you should condemn in the strongest possible way. Going to some guy in a restaurant and smashing him in the head with a metal can opener and opening up his skull. That's racism. Also assault, but that's racism. That's a problem. That we should all condemn. I hope we get that. But some guy says Popeye's chicken. Yeah, you should shut up and walk away. You should say not. Just go good. Enjoy your chicken. That's all you should do. You are correct. When you see racism everywhere, people become numb to it and don't recognize true racism when they see it. The same goes with me too. Look at that. Look at that. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. Yes. 
All right. Um, I guess it's time to have the Dave Chappelle racial draft. Joshua, that was a riot. I remember that. So for those who don't remember, Dave Chappelle had a um, had a, did one of his skits where where everyone was drafting people into what race they would be. Right, it'd be a permanent draft, and you get to be the race that they tell you to do. Right, whatever the case may be, and you trade back and forth. The Asians would take this one, whatever, and then they were deciding who takes what. Right, and the uh, the Asians took the Wu Tang Clan. Because they wanted them to be Asian. So, and then each one of them went, uh, uh, took whoever they wanted to take. It was good. I like that. Um, in any case, um, yeah, maybe we should. Then we'll know. Then we'll all be labeled appropriately by what race we are and we'll know what words we can say. Joshua, not a bad idea. At least we'll know what words we can use. And then Torrance and I will know because we didn't get our cards. So we'll know where we fit. We'll know we're not black anymore. So we'll know where we go. That would help, Joshua. I like your idea. Yes. There we go. Joshua Wu-Tang. Yes, absolutely. You remember that one. Torrance says he wants to be Cambodian. See, I'm going to be Filipino. He's going to be Cambodian. That's it. We're going to, so you didn't get your card either. Yeah, we got to get our card. That's true. Yes. Um, Pete says, DC is accumulating debt at the rate of over $2 million per minute. And we're worried about emails being sent on a Native American listserv. Because that's priority, Pete. That's priority. Yes. So, all right. Uh, Dave says, I'm a five foot six, one armed black woman bank robber named Gloria trapped in the body of a five foot seven law abiding, fully abled, straight white male. Good luck with that. Here we go. Joe says, I like fried chicken. Me too. Yeah. It's, it tastes good. You're right. And I don't, I don't think it's racist at all. Joe says fried chicken is good. Yes, it is. That's correct. Yes, Avi says Jewish guy that loves fried chicken. Yeah, I love that. That's good. And he says, uh, I wish there was a stereotype of Jews eating fried chicken just so people could give me fried chicken. It's a joke. Not a bad deal. I don't get fried chicken. I don't know. Yes, but yes, it's not bad. Yes, I love that. Um, Let me see if I can go down here some more. Uh, Craig says, isn't Popeye's a Louisiana thing? If the voice actor isn't French Cajun, it's double racist. Ooh, that's interesting. You're right. So not only, ooh, wait a minute. Does that mean you have to be black French Cajun to not be racist? Or is it just the black thing? Mm, not sure. Man, that's a tough one. But you're right. That's right. Popeye's is Louisiana chicken. That's correct. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Louisiana Chicken. That's correct. Yes. Two separate things. Good point. Yes. All right. Um, let me grab a couple more of these if I can. Joe says, I like the black remake of The Wonder Years. I haven't seen it. I don't really know if it's good or not. I don't know. So I, I'm, I hope you like it. Yes. Torrance says, Robert Downey Jr. was great in Tropic Thunder. I, you can't do that anymore, though, can you? You can't, right? Now, is that blackface? That's a good one. I like that. Yes. Yes. Shelly says, black men couldn't walk on screen. They had to strut. Denzel Washington would submit to it. Ooh, look at that. There's some racism right there. There we go. But no, you know. Popeye's chicken. Juan says, wait a minute. Did you mean Deep Space Nine? Yes. That's correct, Deep Space Nine. My favorite science fiction show of all time. Captain Sisko, yes, is the best. 
Just remember, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. Avery Brooks was the actor. I'd forgotten the actor's name. Thank you, Juan. Avery Brooks Brooks was the actor who played Captain Benjamin Sisko. Thank you. He preferred to be called brown instead of black. Oh, I didn't realize that. There we go. But but the guy who was a white guy who who, who loved it at one of my – I was going to uh, – I'm still a geek, but I was total geek back then, 20-some-odd years ago, and I would go to conventions. And when in a convention, guy loves Cisco. So he's a white guy. He's got the thing on, and he's out there walking around being Cisco. It was great. Loved it. So, yes, he, he painted himself brown. Yes. Yes. Um, our prime minister up here not only did blackface, but black body. Yes. I remember that. That's right. Yes, I remember that. Yes. All right. Um, Tom says, love the Captain Cisco analogy. I remember as a kid watching the original Night of the Living Dead. Took me a few times to realize the lead wasn't white. Yes. Yes. And that's the point. It did it shouldn't have mattered, right? Either you either you liked the movie or you didn't. You liked the actor or you didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. And most of them realize that the lead, the actor, was a black male and a white woman in the Night of the Living Dead. That's true. And that was what, 70 something? So 60 something. I've actually forgotten when that was, Tom. Seventies or sixties. I don't remember. I, late 60s or early 70s, one or two, but in that, era, in that era, which was a big deal. It was a big deal, right? So absolutely. Thank you for that. All right. Um, Kirsten says, ladies, sharpen those pencils. We've got firmly worded letters to write. Get cracking. Yes, absolutely. Let's get moving here. 100%. Yes. Yes. So... Thomas says, I wish I was Asian Latino, brown superiority. You are, brown superiority. It's you. See that? I love that. Um, Avi says, Ibram X. Kendi, math is racist. Also, Ibram X. Kendi charges $20,000 for a Zoom call to lecture white people and how racist they are. Who honestly believes it is? See, I did, a, I did an entire thing on him. If you, Some of you might have seen I did a, uh, a video on him. He's not helping at all. Ibram X. Kendi is not helping at all. He is making things worse. He's not making things better. And the sad part is there are people who honestly believe that he's making things better and they're propping him up because they want to do good and they are fooled by him. Sadly, Avi, lots of people believe his idiocy. Lots do. And they give him money because they believe in their hearts. Oh, I'm being good. I'm making things better. Let me give this guy my money, time, and energy. They're doing a lot of people are doing. It. That's why he gets twenty thousand dollars. He charges twenty k because people will pay it because they think they're doing the right thing. They think they're doing well. It, sorry, no, they think they're doing good. Sorry, they think they're doing good. They're not, right? They're not. It's a problem. So, all right, so I can grab this here. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you. Yes. Why does it want to be Arab? I said Egyptian. Joe, aren't aren't Egyptians Arab? I said maybe I'll be Turk, Turkish, which are not Arabs. I'm aware of that. I'm a, most people are not. I'm aware Turks are not Arabs, but aren't Egyptians Arabs? So I did say that I wasn't keeping them out. I just said I prefer Filipinos, but I uh, Egyptians are fine. By the way, one reason why I said Egyptian is a little interesting story. When I was younger, when I got out of the Marine Corps, the CIA uh, came and tried to um, recruit me. And they said they were going to send me to Egypt. They said I looked Egyptian. They were going to send me to Egypt and teach me Arabic so I could be a spy over there. I turned them down and said no, but that was their plan for me. So I'll be Egyptian. It's fine. 
Nothing against Arabs. All good. Yes. Josh says, does my love of tacos and tamales mean racist? See, the problem is you can eat them, Josh. You just can't say like Taco Bell, right? I just said it, so I'm probably in trouble right now. If you're Hispanic or Latino, you can then say it. But if you're not, you probably are. I'm probably in trouble for saying Taco Bell. So that's why you over here just goes dong. They don't actually say the words because you might be in trouble if you say it. So eat the tacos and tamales. It's great. Just don't say Taco Bell and you'll be fine. Right. I'm going to I might be OK. See, I'm, I'm saying Taco Bell now because I didn't get my card in the mail. I might be Hispanic now. So. I'm kind of in, in that netherworld. Me and Torrance, we're like in the Twilight Zone right now. So we probably could say Taco Bell because we haven't been assigned a new race yet. So we'll see. Yes. All right. Um, Kirsten says, I really like that they made Nog a real character, not just another weird looking alien to make fun of. Yeah, I remember that too. Yes. When, when they, when, when he first came out, this is real Star Trek geek stuff, guys. I'm sorry. When they first came out with him, I thought he'd be another side, you know, sidekick. Let's laugh at this kid. I thought they would do that. They didn't though. There was a couple episodes really about him. I remember that. They didn't just go, oh, side character kid, whatever. Yes. So, all right. Um, Avi, Larry, did you see the Chappelle show episode of the N-word family of white people? I didn't care what race you are. That was genius and hysterical. Chappelle's genius. Chappelle's a genius. And I guess, I mean, I'll bring it up now that we're talking about Chappelle. There are a lot of people who are mad at Chappelle now because of his recent um, uh, special. If you haven't seen it, it is my opinion you should see it. It's a funny special. Chappelle's always funny, right? Even if you don't like him. I mean, some people don't like him because they think he's transphobic or whatever. But whether you like him or not, he's funny. That's for sure. I can't, and this is my view. Some people will disagree with me. I can't see how someone can honestly believe that Chappelle is in any way transphobic. I don't see that. What I saw, and this is my view, may disappear, you may disagree, is that Chappelle was actually honest on his, his frustration on how fast he thought the the trans movement moved compared to the black movement. That is, I think, his only issue. He's like, I'm still here having problems and you guys are advancing. I think he was, his issue was jealousy, if anything, or even a commentary on how fast it moved. I don't see him as being anti this. I see him as what about me, if anything, if anything, if I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but if anything, I'd go to well, what about me, what about us is where I think he was going. And yes, he's a genius. And the best part is doesn't back down. And he shouldn't. He doesn't back down and he shouldn't. Sadly, most people will have to because they aren't as powerful as him. When the forces come after you and you've got to pay your bills, many people will collapse because they got to pay the bills. And I get it. I'm not mad at you for that if you do that. Guy like Chappelle doesn't care. He's paying his bills. Doesn't matter. You can't cancel him. You can't cancel Rogan. And luckily, my man Trent has decided you can't cancel him either. That's awesome, too. So he is genius. I, I agree with you, Abby. He is. Tom, 68. Thank you. 68. I know it was like late 60s, early 70s. Thank you. 68. Yes. Um, great movie, by the way. 100%. Yes. All right. Let's see if I can um, go down here again if I can. Um, Joe says collective petition for my campaign on Saturday. Awesome, Joe. Thank you. Talk with a couple snowboards from New York and one from New York City, another from Albany. Nice. Oh, much running for governor. All right, I'm gonna tell you a funny story happened to me today. Today, 
I'm making phone calls. And this is specifically for my gubernatorial run. Some of you know I'm considering making gubernatorial runs. I'm calling people to say, will you support me? Asking for support, asking for money, asking for opinions, doing a lot of calls, right? Must have made 50 calls today. So I make one. It's the wrong number. I call the wrong guy. I don't know it's the wrong guy. I just keep talking to him. He's like, who's this again? I say, it's Larry Sharp. He's like, oh, Larry Sharp. I said, how many Larry Sharps do you know? He goes, just one. I said, it's him. He's like, oh, great. So he keeps talking to me. Then at the end, he's like, Larry, this isn't the guy you wanted to call. I said, no. He goes, my name is Don. I'm like, oh, Don, I thought I was calling somebody else. Like, no, no, you, you call the wrong number. I called the wrong number. The guy happened to know who I was. What are the odds of that? So I called some random guy in New York State, and the guy knew who I was. I just thought it was an interesting story. I thought you would enjoy that, Joe. So you're talking to people who happen to know about me when you're in Florida? I called some random dude, and he happened to know who I was. He's like, I don't know when Larry Sharp. Yeah, that, that will be me. That's who it is. So he's now my fan, I guess. We're buddies. That's it. So anyway, thought you might enjoy that. So, all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Josh said, just watch that movie of the night. Ending is still a sad. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see here. Ryan says, homeschool if you can. Ryan, I got to tell you, what most of you don't realize is I just recently pulled my youngest kid out of school. I have gone down that road. We're now homeschooling my youngest school, my youngest kid. I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever walk down that road. I've had my kids in public school private school, religious school. My family's Greek Orthodox. So I had them in Greek Orthodox school. And now we're homeschooling. I never thought we'd go there, Ryan. But we did. We absolutely went there. That's how bad things were going. Yes. Kirsten says, implying that Taco Bell's Mexican food is where I got to draw the line. Nope, nope. <laughs> you know what, Kirsten? I stand corrected yet again. You are right. Taco Bell is mm, very nice. I like that. Yes. Joe says, I miss you saying Egyptian. See that? I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you, brother. Tom, Taco X, Bell X. No, wouldn't it be Taco X? Right? You can't have the O at the end, right? Because that would be massive. It's got to be Taco X, Bell X. Or is it Taco X, Bell? You know, we got to come up with a way of making this happen, Tom. It's going to confuse some people. Let's come up with the rules now, or no one's going to know. I think it's, I'm going to go with Talk X Bell. I'm going with Talk X Bell, right? Because you get rid of the O, and the A, you put the X, so it's Talk X Bell. So I don't, we don't go to Taco Bell anymore. We go to Talk X Bell. Yeah, we do. See? Tom and I are woke. More woke than you, Joe. We're woke than you. We go to Talk X Bell. Anyway, we're going to get special shirts. Let's say we're woken at you. Me and Tom will work together with it. So, uh, Joe says, remember the Hispanic Coalition. I nominate Larry to the Hispanics. Thank you. See, I can now say Taco Bell. Thank you. I knew I'd get in. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Joe says, Quarkley did some effed up stuff, especially in the early episodes. It's amazing what the character got away. Yeah, I remember that. I never liked the Quark character. I thought it was, I thought it was too, too two-dimensional. I preferred Nog. I, I, I think she's right. Nog was a better character because it was a more developed character. Quark was two-dimensional, right? He was like the same. He's like almost like a cartoon character. 
Nog wasn't. I I, I prefer Nog to Quark. But I, I agree with you. Yes. So, all right. Craig says, Chappelle has F.U. money, and he trashed his career with Comedy Central because he didn't want to be beholden to anyone. They can't scare him, and they hate it. Yes, yes, and yes. Absolutely. Yes. Geese Rogers says, why is it so difficult to look at the facts when it comes to renewable energy? I think there is a totally off topic, but it's okay. There, I think there are two reasons. Reason number one, people are afraid. I think that's one reason. Scared people make bad decisions. Scared people don't always think well. It's just what happens, right? They look for someone else to tell them what to do. If you're, I'm afraid someone tell me what to do. So I think afraid people often don't do it. So if you, many people are afraid of either global warming or they're afraid of nuclear power. They are afraid of things. And I think that's one aspect. But then it's the second aspect. And you know, if you're into this, there's a lot of data, a lot of facts. The average person just isn't going to go down that rabbit hole. Some people will, but the average person won't. They're going to listen to whatever their talking head says. My talking head says renewable energy is good. My talking head says renewable energy is bad. I'm just going to do that. My talking head says nuclear power is great. My talking head says nuclear power is evil. I'm going to follow that. And the government money, the government grift is in solar and windmills. That's all it's in. The government grift is in that. Government grift is a lot of money. There's literally billions of dollars in that government grift. Well, when that government grift starts you know, paying people, people start liking that. And talking heads start saying what those people say. I think that's those are the two reasons, in my view, why that happens. I, I hope that makes sense. Jeff says, Kirsten, what do you mean, you people? Oh, Jeff, nicely done. Kirsten, I think he got you. I think he got you. Nicely done. Yes. Um, Rogers continues, the environmental effect on wind and solar, such as displacement of wildlife and its issues that doesn't provide energy 24-7, unlike nuclear, where we can invest for newer and safer tech. I agree, and that was my point. I think those are two reasons. The government grift is in solar and wind. No doubt, government grift is in that. And people are afraid. You combine those two, this is what we have it. You guys know when I talk about I talk about nuclear all the time, all the time, and about getting government grift out. You do those two things, changes everything. Exactly right. Yes. Andrea says, hopefully I had a great conversation with Don, the wrong number. I actually did. I did. So, yeah. We talked about his kid, his daughter, same age as mine. Yeah. I mean, I was calling to talk to people, right? I wasn't just calling and saying, hey, you, give me stuff. I was talking to people. It's what I do when I call. People know that. When I call you, I talk to you. I was talking to them. We had a conversation. And, yes, I love that. So, I've had a great conversation with wrong numbers. Yes, you just talk. I love it. If Larry is homeschooling, A in social history. Thank you, my friend, Tom. I'm going out of my way to assist my daughters in that. I am. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, Margot says, Akote Ebel. Oh, is that how that works? Okay. I'll buy it. Okay. Um, just don't say in and out burger. You're triggering the wrong people. Oh, Bernard, well done. Well done. In and out burger. I love that. Well done. You guys, you are killing it. Oh, I love my chat. You guys are great. I love it. 100%. I love that. It's very good. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my talking head calls me when they really want to call someone else. There we go. I love it. 
Yes. All right. And so I keep doing this here. Um, yeah, Kirsten's. Yeah, you saw that one. I love that. So like wrong numbers are an indulgence for people who have to be on the phone all day. You know, it's funny you say that. Because, yeah, right. You're on the phone all day and you get a wrong number. And now you start talking. Right. That's good. You just start talking. Right. You start having conversations. I think that's not a bad idea. The amount of conversations that we should be having, I mean, we really should be having more conversations, right, as a general rule. And so I'll take a wrong number. I don't mind at all. I'll take a wrong number in a heartbeat. So, guys, um, I want to go one more time if I could. I know I keep doing it, but I got to go one more time. Please like, comment, and share. It does matter. I know I keep saying it because it matters. The more you like, the more you comment, the more you share, I get around the shadow banning that I constantly get. So please help me out and do that. Of course, as, I, as you see scrolling across the bottom, head over to the censorship and free speech uh, survey when you have a chance. Take it. If you've taken it already, no worries. Copy that link and share that link and ask your friends to take it. And something else you could do, take that link and put it in other comment sections so others will take it and say, hey, it's a survey for censorship and free speech. Take and think about it. It'll get people thinking about our movement, thinking about ourselves, and not just listening to talking heads, but instead actually thinking about the issues that matter. I think we can do it, and we should. So please, if you can, if you want to support me separately, please feel free. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. Throw me 10 bucks a month so we can keep this going. That's awesome. If you can do that, please do that. You got big bucks, throw me more. If you're making the big dollars, I hope you are. You're grifting on solar energy. You're grifting on uh, on wind power. Throw me 100 bucks a month because you're making the big dollars. I love it. But if you're not, 10 bucks will do. Or just share this and like, comment, and share. That's free. Cost you nothing. And helps me out tremendously. Tremendously. So, yes. All right. Shelly says, in and out messed up my order, I tried. How can in and out mess up an order? Mess up an order. All they do is burgers and fries, right? That's all they do. I mean, in and out burger, literally, they don't have, like, chicken or salads. They have, like, one burger or two. That's, like, what they do. I'm surprised they would mess up an order. As a general rule, that's one of the simplest places to, to get. Wow. Anyway. All right. Um, Michael says, is there an opportunity for recruiting small business owners like restaurateurs, for example, to Liberty Cause after all the current mess? Yes and no. Yes, in that many of them are going to be much more open to having conversations. But the bad part is so many of them have been crushed that they're in no position to actually help out meaning they don't have time or money because they're either trying to rebuild their, their businesses or rebuild their finances. So many, I mean, something like 20% of all you know families have like lost at least half of all their savings. I mean, this has destroyed so many American families and small businesses have been destroyed. I think, yes, the only issue was, is how much can they do when they're really in so much trouble? Um, I think if we could find small business owners who've done well, that's a home run for us. Those who haven't done well, if they have time, that's great. The odds don't have that much money because they're trying to fix their, their businesses. The other part, again, the time part. If you're an entrepreneur, you're rarely working 40 hours a week. You're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. How much time can you put into you know, showing up to help out a campaign or showing up to you know, do a sign wave or to a protest? Difficult. But you know what I will say, Michael? 
Here's where they can help. If you know small business owners who physically have property right now, who still have property, where they can allow us to have meetings and such on their property, that would be helpful. That would help tremendously. So, all right, guys, I want to say thank you so much for this evening. I appreciate all the time you gave me. Great, great conversation. Good back and forth. I hope it was valuable for you. I will be here again tomorrow night. I'm doing so much more stuff. And I will be in Oklahoma this weekend, by the way, supporting Natalie Bruno, uh, her run for governor uh, in Oklahoma. So I'll be there. If any of you in Oklahoma area, please come see me if you happen to be in that area this weekend. I'll be there Saturday. Uh, Yes, I'll be there Saturday. And then two weeks from that, I am back out across New York State. Next week also, by the way, this week, I'm sorry, doing Staten Island and doing Nassau County. and in two weeks, back upstate, North Country time. Yes, I'll be up there in those areas. Watertown, up there in that area, doing all those cool things. I'm alone up there in all the, the, the North Country. I will see you all very soon. In fact, I'll see you all tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow, I'm also doing a free solution. Noon, out of Western New York. So lots of stuff for you to see. I'll talk to you all very soon.